In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. The lessons for the third Sunday after Epiphany match up the changing of water into wine at the wedding in Cana with an epistle that describes another miracle Jesus performs in us. By his work of grace, Jesus enables us to respond to evil with good. As Romans says, quote, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. In both miracles, Jesus is revealed as the Son of God who changes things. He changes water, the Old Testament water of purification, into the new wine of the kingdom of God. He changes angry, unforgiving people into new people who can respond to evil with good. By changing water into wine, St. John tells us that Jesus manifested forth his glory. When we learn to do good to those who hurt us and hate us, the glory of Jesus is manifested in us and through us. We can only respond to evil with good because God has responded to our evil with his good. And this experience of grace changes us. Romans tells us that, quote, God demonstrates his love towards us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And this grace of the cross comes to us continually in the sacrament, even though we continue to come as sinners. As we partake of grace from God, we become agents of grace towards others. And the opposite is also true. Someone who has not experienced grace from God will have difficulty acting with grace towards others. People who are complaining and critical towards others typically feel criticized and judged themselves. We pass along our own experience. Our outward behavior reflects our internal experience. Our anger, our desire to make others pay doesn't magically vanish the moment we come to faith. We are not always able to immediately forgive those who wrong us. Sometimes we will forgive only to discover that the anger returns and we have to forgive again. We grow into our experience of grace. Our progress will be measured by an increasing 
interior experience of grace and love that leads to an increasing ability to love and forgive others. It is this growth in grace that reveals that Christ is at work in us. We must be patient with ourselves in this process of growth. We must persevere in the life of prayer, which provides us with the grace we need for this change to take place. Forgiving others and acting in love does not mean denying or ignoring our anger. In fact, Jesus cannot change us until we are honest about our thoughts and feelings. Anger and vengefulness are symptoms of our own inner wounds. Healing requires that we look beneath those surface emotions and ask, why? Why am I so angry? We will usually discover pain and injuries beneath our anger. Something was done to us or we experienced something painful that makes us angry at others, perhaps even angry at God. We must let God touch this deep interior wound if we want to be healed. And this is the reason that we avoid this work. It is easier for me to blame you. My anger allows me to pretend that my unhappiness is your fault. You can be my scapegoat. And this is as old as the first sin. Rather than looking within himself, Cain blamed his brother Abel and took his anger out on him. Conversely, if I look within myself, I must face the truth that I am the one who must change or who must be changed by grace. This does not mean that we are all as guilty as Cain, whose offering was rejected because he did the wrong thing. Sometimes we are victims of malice perpetrated by others, and it was not our fault. Our relatively innocent victimhood is a door through which Christ enters into our lives, for he was the truly innocent victim. As 1 Peter says, he, quote, bore our sins in his own body on the tree. He took upon himself the anger we feel for the wounds of our sin. And as we unite our pain with his pain, our wounds are healed by his wound. As Isaiah says, by his stripes we are healed. As we experience healing through the cross, we find the grace from God to say with him, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And this forgiveness is logical. To forgive is to give up our right of retribution. 
To refuse to forgive is to remain stuck in the timeless human cycle of injury and vengeance. When we give up our right of retribution, we commit the task of judgment to God. And we refuse to let the evil of others determine our behavior. We set ourselves free from the tyranny of sin and anger. We allow our behavior to be determined by who we are in Christ, not by what someone else has done to us. We become free to do good no matter what anyone else does. And this keeps us from judgment. When we respond to evil with retribution, we invariably become subject to judgment ourselves. For our retribution is not always just. Our anger typically leads us into sin even when we think it's righteous anger. It might begin as righteous anger, but it will become something else if we allow our anger to have free reign. And this is how the sins of the fathers are visited on the children. We respond to sin with sin and perpetuate the timeless human cycle of sin, guilt, judgment, and death. Responding to evil with good breaks this cycle and initiates a new pattern of grace, forgiveness, transformation, and life. One point about forgiveness should be clarified. Nothing about forgiveness and forgiving others mitigates against the responsibility of governing authorities to administer justice for crimes. In Romans 13.4, we are told that the governing authorities are, quote, God's minister, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Nothing about forgiveness and forgiving others mitigates against the justice that God himself promises to execute. The epistle says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I will repay. Justice will be done. However, our job is to focus on doing what is right and commit the task of judgment to God, for he alone can judge rightly and righteously. This is the final Sunday in the Epiphany season this year. An epiphany is about how Jesus is revealed. Today, Jesus is revealed as the creator who turns water into wine and who changes us from fallen, wounded, and angry people into new people who are being recreated in his image. Thus, as Romans says, quote, repay no one evil for evil. Do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil 
with good. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.